This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Um, hey, so I know I had talked to you all um, some time ago about uh, MREV, Mortgage Revolution, out in Las Vegas, you know, um, earlier in 2018. And, you know, I had the wonderful privilege of um, listening to our next guest, um, Jeff Onofrio. And um, I asked him to be on be on the show because I think that he's got something that's you know really powerful and something that um, could change your practice and especially this time of year you know where everybody's um, coming up to the end of the year and thinking about what our strategies are for the new year to you know just kill it. So um, I wanted to ask Jeff to come on board and uh, give us some of his insight. And so I'm I'm hoping that you're going to absolutely love this and I'm sure you will. So Jeff, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. Uh, thanks, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, let's. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about your, um, you know, your journey here in lending? You know, sure. what, um, how you got in? You know, how long you've been in, and then, uh, you know, what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've been in lending for you know a long time, going back to the early '90s. Uh, and then for a while I got out and then I got back in, in back about 2007, you know, kind of as things were starting to go down. And um, as I did, um, you know, one of the things that I found was, is that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do things differently than everybody else was doing. And that's why I latched on to the idea of renovation and construction, uh, because I come from a family that that was what my father did was construction. And I got to bring together the fact that I love lending and renovation and construction and brought it all together. And at that time, obviously, you know, we started to see that the foreclosure crisis was happening and that there was a lot of homes sitting on the market that were, you know, dilapidated and people were ripping out, you know, stuff out of the walls. And they couldn't figure out ways to finance these things. So, um, you know, fast forward, uh, I basically decided to, to build a division uh, within my old company and I helped them to get to number six in the nation in renovation loans, basically in the 203K. Um, now I've started over at a new company by the name of Mortgage Possible. And uh, my job here is the same thing again. I'm, I'm doing reno and construction um, and national production. And I'm excited to, to bring uh, my, my flavor and my you know, different way of doing it so that you know, any loan officer out there who has, um, you know, has, doesn't even have experience doing reno, can do it um, with my system. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a passion of mine. I love seeing people be able to create instant equity. Um, I love seeing people being able to create money out of thin air by buying a home and renovating it. So it, uh, it, it gets me pumped. Um, it's exciting, very exciting. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit. You know, so you were in the business for a long time, you know, several years ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, how, what was your production like then? And I, I, and I know it's all relative to today's market, but what was your production like then as opposed to how it changed and what, you know, kind of tell us that, about that transformation when you went into, you know, being in a specific um, niche. Because as you know, we're all, we're salespeople, we're scared, right? Sure. We don't want to yeah. peg our 
pigeonhole ourselves into one little thing because we think we're losing everything. So I'd like to just, you know, expand on that a little bit to try to help our listeners understand, you know, the importance of being in a niche to grow rich, as I call it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that a lot. Um, You know, when I was originally, you know, starting out, I was kind of like, you know, your your loan officer who was working off leads. Uh, I was doing a couple of deals a month and, you know, just kind of, you know, I would say treading along like every, everybody else. And I really didn't see that as, you know, something that was going to get me to where I really wanted to go. So um, I, I jumped into the reno thing. And next thing you know, I was, you know, in our company's president's club, you know, uh, doubling my production. Um, but I never, you know, even when I got into reno, I didn't give up the fact that I liked doing regular loans too. So I've never been one of those people that says it's either strictly I'm, I'm just reno or I'm, you know, just traditional mortgages. I, I believe that you can do both and you should be able to offer your clients everything. I think that's one of the things that we see when certain companies don't allow people to offer reno. They don't give the options out there. So my production, you know, spiked significantly. And then I'll be honest, after my best year, which was in 2013, I went into a position in which I was, uh, the national director for the for the company I was previously at, and I got away from doing what I loved, which was producing. So with my new role here, uh, even though I'm in charge of Renault and construction and, and the national production piece, I've actually re- relit up my licenses again, and uh, it's actually reinvigorated me into actually originating again. So uh, just in the last couple of months, I started to, to originate, and, uh, and and volume's starting to come through. And because I've you know, put stuff out there and, and, and blogged and, and done, you know, uh, podcasts and, and, and another video, it's helped to drive the production. So I, I'm expecting a, a very big end of the year here. Um, the pipeline's already starting to show that. And um, I'm expecting 2019 probably to be my best year ever, which will be pretty awesome. That's awesome. You know, and I, and I think that, um, and we're going to dissect this a little bit. So if you're listening in and you're saying, oh my gosh, okay, so I just need to do rental loans. No, it's not going to be that. We're going we're gonna to dissect this a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think that's inspiring to hear uh, because, you know, right now um, so many people are volumes down and, you know, they're concerned about yep. the future. Everything seems to be really slow right now. Values of homes have kind of stifled. Sales have slowed down. And, you know, so it's really great to hear that, that here you are looking forward to having, you know, your best year ever next year. And, yep. you know, and of course we all attempt to do that, right? Or, you know, we position ourselves to do that every single year to say, this is going to be the year, this is going to be the year. But you have some, you know, very definitive um, tactics that you're going to be using and, you know, those types Mm -hmm. of things. So I want to get to those in a minute, but what are you doing right now to keep yourself motivated? Um, I mean, obviously you've got um, a new position, um, you know, new origination, so you're totally excited things are going on. But what what do you say to the person who is saying, you know, it's been a year. I just am exhausted. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to leave. You know, I'm not leaving the business or anything. But, but how am I sure. going to? What can I do? What can I possibly do? So, how do you keep yourself pumped up? And, you know, what are you doing to keep yourself motivated? Yeah, I, I mean, my thing is is providing value to people. You know, uh, one of the guys that that I follow a ton is Gary Vaynerchuk, and um, and and actually when we were at MREV. Uh, that was something I had spoken about. Um, I, I actually spent the money and I, and I went to Gary's event in New, in, in New York. Uh, it was called the four D's, the daily digital deep dive. And basically I spent an entire day with his, his group and it was really awesome. I mean, you know, he really had me understanding what I needed to do in order to drive my business uh, and, and, and how to drive my digital presence. So 
I spent a lot of time, you know, really getting excited about how to vlog and how to podcast and do all these things that are going to provide value to people. And so when I've been doing this, my goal is, you know, if I can provide value to somebody in a way, I was talking to somebody earlier today and I was telling them, you know, think about all the people out there right now that are these kids, right, that have all this debt from student loans. And if I help that person to get himself a renovation loan and he can create, let's say, $50,000 in instant equity in his first purchase, and then after the, first, after the one year of holding it and owning it, you know, he then turns around and sells it and, and gets that $50,000 in equity and he turns around and does it again the following year. Now, I've helped that person to get themselves out of that student loan debt that it might have taken them 10, 15 years to pay off. That's what gets me excited. That's what gets me pumped up. So yeah. I like providing value to people. And I think that's what, that's what gets me, you know, just totally jacked to get up every morning and just to know that this business, regardless of it's down or if it's up, it's what you make of it. Always. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I've, I've said for years and years, you know, when people ask, you know, how's business and people go like, hey, it's okay. Or, oh, you know, whatever. <laughs> My response has always been unbelievable because it can be unbelievably <laughs> bad or unbelievably good. But if I'm yep. saying it's unbelievable, it's un, you wouldn't even believe it. It's so unbelievable. Yep. Then I'm telling, it's my own self-talk, you know, saying, hey, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Yep. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're just putting the blinders on it. That's how you have the sustainability, you know, to have this, that, you know, for a long time. Okay, so. Sure. So that's good. So you're, you're focusing on value. So now if you're listening in and you're putting your, your business plan together, you're saying, okay, so how can I give more value to you know, people? And that was a great example of it right there. Second thing, sure. um, let's talk about some strategies around this. So you mentioned a few sure. things, you know, obviously 203K and, and I know a plethora of companies that have flyers for 203Ks. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay. The before and after pictures, I get it. Right. I know many, many loan officers who talk about it, but never really do the loans. In right. fact, I even hear them talking people out of doing them because they take, you know, a few more days to get things done and depending on whether or not you have delegated underwriting, et cetera. Um, sure. So that's something that I think, you know, I don't think that we really have bought into uh, how great it can be. I also want to mm -hmm. talk about, um, so, so one would be, you know, how do you, how do you market them? Right. The other would mm -hmm. be sure. uh, a question sure. that I'll ask. Well, you know, and I'll ask, I'll ask the question um, later because it's something that I did a bunch of when I, I, I'm, I love two or three K's too. Um, okay. And Fanny's okay. and stuff. But um, so let's talk about how you market this because, you know, other than, okay, got a cool, uh, whatever kind of flyer from my company and then <laughs> just right. pitch it out every once in a blue moon. So right. how is it that we're avoiding, that we not avoiding, but we're just, we're forgetting. We're not looking around and thinking out of the box about this product other than, Hey, here's a little flyer. There you go. <laughs> so what are some yeah, things I we think, could really dive into? Yeah. I think a lot of it is just, you know, getting out there and, and getting and, and teaching your agent base and, you know, talking to them about the fact that these products are available. I think a lot of times, you know, like you said earlier, um, a lot of the loan officers who don't understand the program or don't under, you know, don't understand its value they don't offer it out to their agents and they, you know, they, they tell the opposite of what it really is. They tell everybody how horrible it is and how long it takes. And some of that, is, it comes down to being the, the loan officer working at a company that doesn't offer renovation loans. So they're, of course, they're going to, they're going to talk down about it because they don't have the ability to do it. So, um, you or know, the way I got, and I don't mean it in yeah. a bad way. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I just got out there. I mean, when I, I'll be honest, when I started doing it, one of the things I did, I actually went to some of those companies that like, you know, so give me an example. There was a, 
a local real estate office and they had a loan officer in the office and he specifically, uh, his company did not do reno. So I went in and I made a deal with them. I said, look, if you send me your reno deals, I promise you that your agents will be taken care of and I will handhold these deals personally and I will then give the deal back to you so that you can then do the refinance to take them out of the reno loan when it's done. So I went out and I made relationships with other loan officers to help them. So I think yep. that's a great, a great way to go about it. Um, you know, there's also a lot of uh, uh, forums and uh, spots out on the web where you can go out there and you can actually uh, blog and answer questions for clients. And a lot of times when it comes to doing rental loans, since the realtor base isn't as uh, open to them, a lot of times if you can get to the end user first and, and explain to them you know, by explaining to them that, how the process works and that that's an option, it then becomes something they're excited to do and they want to do it and they're making their agents want to do it. So I kind of think outside of the box in that. And the other thing that I also look for when I'm looking at ways to drive business with this is contractors. You know, everybody talks about, oh, I got this realtor and I got that realtor and I'm, this realtor's calling me for this pre-approval. I'll tell you, in my, my best year of origination in 2013, half of my business came from two contractors. And that was just a referral source that, man, A, and listen, this is no disrespect to any realtor that happens to be listening to the podcast, um, but, you know, they, right, the, right. The, the, the contractors, you know, they don't call me on the weekends looking for pre-approvals. You know, they're, 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 they're guys that are, you know, different, different type of entity. So you got to know how your referral base works. But that was a huge referral base for me. And that's actually one of the biggest things I'm doing right now to get back into the game again is working with my realtor partner, excuse me, working with my contractor partners again. You know, design build firms are huge, right? Because they're, they're GCs basically, and they're usually doing, you know, $100,000, $200,000 renovation projects. So you, you want to find that right contractor base and if you can find that, I mean, that's, 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 to me, that's the holy grail of referral partners, um, especially if you're going to find your way into this space. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So what is your, what's your, um, what's your value? Your, I was going to say IBS, I'm sorry, your initial benefit statement. <laughs> what is your initial <laughs> benefit statement to, to contractors? I mean, why would they, you know, even bother, you know, remembering you and sending sure. you a client? Sure. And so, so how? Help everybody understand. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I know what the answer would be because they actually would get <laughs> more contracts and sell more things. Right. But tell us about right. your angle in that. Yeah, I mean, my, my, first, um, my, my first shot at it, you know, whenever I get an opportunity to, 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 to speak with a, a contractor, you know, is very simply, have you ever been in a situation where you've had to not be able to do a deal for somebody because they didn't have enough cash or they weren't able to get enough financing for the project they were going in for? You know, a lot of contractors will have access to, and I don't remember if they still do this, but it used to be called GE Capital. And they used to have this little paper that they would handle, they would hold, they would hold and it was GE Capital. And they would basically, you know, they would approve them on the spot for like up to $25,000. But that usually doesn't get people really what they want. And as a contractor, don't you want to upsell and take somebody from doing a $25,000 project to doing a fifty dollars or $100,000 project? And the answer, of course, is yes. Right. So, if that's the case, I can give you the options, Mr. Contractor, to do so by taking the time to learn how my products work. And the truth is a lot of the contractors will say, well, there's too much paperwork and it, 
it takes too much time. It does if you're not if you're if you're just a general if you're just a regular contractor that's you know driving an F-150 with a with a with a uh, with a gang box on the back and a bucket of tools. You know, you might have a hard time doing these type loans. But that's why I was saying if you go after the design build firm that that has like GTs and they're good with paperwork, those guys get it and those guys are going to understand it and they're going to now have another financing source. It's going to add to their bottom line. And from that's the thing that's going to ring true to them. It's going to think their bottom line is going to be, they're going to be excited about it. You get them into it. And if, they, if you do it well, then that's when the business continues to roll because you've shown them that it's not that hard, that it can be done. And that's what gets people excited. Right. Okay, cool. Thank yep. you for sharing that. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the strategy then. So, you know, obviously it's beneficial for clients. I'd like to know, sure. because, you know, when I was doing it, it's been a while, you know, but when I, when I was doing two or three Ks, you know, we were in a market that, you know, we could find a lot of properties that were undervalued and need a lot of work, had mold, had all kinds of stuff. We're not in that market now. I mean, we have some of those, yes, but we're sure. not completely in that market now. So, so um, what's your thought on, how, you know, how we address this? Uh, let's talk about the purchase side first, you know, um, is it... Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, we used to have one called a purchase and remodel program, you know, where it was just, it wasn't that it needed yep. to be remodeled, it's just, I wanted it remodeled. So tell exactly. me about that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I always tell people the best part about doing rental loans is that at the end of the day, you get to come up with what works best for you. You get to, you get to design what you want. And the way to do that is, think, first things I always tell everybody, think about the school district you want your kids to be in. Think about where you want to live. Think about the development you want to live in. Think about the county, the town, wherever you want to be. And then once you've figured that portion out, then go out and find the ugliest house in the area or go find, or go find uh, you know, a house that's undersized for the area. You know, a lot of times you'll be in a, in, a, in a certain area and it'll be a lot of like much bigger homes. And then there's that small rancher that's in that, in that same area. So go look at buying that rancher and we can cut the top off and throw a whole second level on and then you conform more to the, to the area. So people don't, pe the biggest problem that people have a hard time with is vision, right? They got to be able to visualize it. And a lot of times they can't, they can't get past that. So if they can do that, and especially, you know, I always go back to the, the property brothers, right? On, on, uh, on, on HDTV. So you got, you got, you got those guys and they show people three properties. Now I know it's, we know it's all, we all know it's staged. But think about that from if you're a realtor. Oh, yeah, and you're I know. Go out My and show son did it. Yeah. yeah oh, did he? Oh, did he really? Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, so you got the, you got the three, um, you know, three properties that they're showing. And with that, you're, you're, you're showing them the, 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 you know, properties that may, that may work for them. And instead of going out and showing them 30 properties, you know, that, that, that aren't really going to be the right fit. So that's kind of like the, the thought process is, you know, work in that, in that realm, understand where they want to live, understand what features they want to have, and then can we include it, you know, depending upon, you know, if you're doing a, if somebody wants to, says, I, I want a pool, well, you know, you can't do a pool with a 203K, but if they qualify for a Fannie Mae home style, they can do a pool. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it, um, but from a purchase standpoint, you know, I always tell people to look at what are you trying to get out of this? Once you understand what, they, what, what, what their objectives are and their goals are, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to use the rental loan to ideally get them where they want to be. I think that's the way to look at things. Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about your partners then. I mean, forgetting the contractors for a moment and talking about realtors, you know, if, so, if a loan officer says, you know, look, I don't have any contractors. I'm not in a B&I. I'm not in a whatever. I'd have to find these guys sure. and develop a relationship. But I do have yep. relationships with realtors. 
So what would be what would be a good well here let me let me think through kind of through this what I'm thinking is you know I think one of the strategies for me would be to uh, you know do some really good questioning with some of my great partners and saying you know what are some of the things that you're running across that that people are frustrated about you know as they're looking today because we know they're looking at a multitude of homes you know and uh-huh. yeah well you know the problem is the the house that's in the price the house that they want is out of reach of their price range. And so as a result, they're saying, you know, we'll just wait. We're just going to wait. Mm-hmm. Wait till we save more money. Wait till something happens. I don't know. I mean, rates are going to go up, for goodness sake. But, you know, so, so what, what kind of questioning or what kind of intel can you develop from a relationship with a realtor that might uh, help a loan officer position themselves better uh, with those clients of that realtor to help that realtor's business move forward? Well, I think you have to understand what the clients are open to, right? Because there's a lot of clients. I mean, we, we talk to them all the time. There, there's a there's a boatload of clients that, you know, at the end of the day, they just don't want to deal with a renovation loan. You know, they, they just want something moving ready. They, they don't want to deal with the headache. But you have to, as as a, as a loan officer, I think the idea is is talk to your realtors to talk about, well, look, if they, if they just want moving ready, they, they could be waiting for months. But if you could sell them on the other benefits, you know, instant equity creation, you know, building the home the way you want it to look, you know, the fact that if you're doing enough work, you can roll in mortgage payments into your loan, you know, and then you can get the house exactly the way you want. Like, to me, that's more important because I always see people putting, uh, you know, taking the house and they're, you know, they turn around, they put it in, um, you know, in neutral colors and they try to get the house all ready to go to sell it. Well, why not just sell it with a renovation plan? And why not sell the buyer that's looking to buy that house? Sell them on the on those ideas, on the fact of the of the benefits of the of the product, and this might help to speed up the process. The other part of that too is, and I know I'm kind of going a little bit off topic, but a lot of people on the realtor side don't really understand this. They also can pick up a second deal a lot quicker because if you have a buyer that is to buy a property and creates instant equity in the house, usually equity position is the thing that allows people to go into their next home in the move up transition. And if you mm-hmm. can uh, allow them to create instant equity in that first transaction, instead of the national average, which is seven years before they go ahead and move, they could turn around and they could move in two or three years. Now you've got a client that you're going you're gonna to be able to do a deal for two, three, four times versus one time every seven years. So it, there's a lot more opportunity there. So that's one of the reasons why if, if and again, I'm going to go back to quoting my, 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 my favorite guy here, Gary Vee. Uh, you know, it's not about the short game. It's the long game. If you're going to play the long game, then that's why you need to look at these type of things. And that's where if your realtor partners are, are smart about it, they're going to be looking at these options and showing the clients uh, the, the, the opportunity of using a rental loan and showing them the benefits versus shooting it down. Does that make sense? Right. Right. No, and I think yeah. that's really key. And I mean, that's the difference between being a, you know, I've, I've said this a thousand times, the difference between being a loan, a loan officer, a 10-1 loan officer, I'm in the business for 10 years, one year at a time, hit the reset button, I'm transactional, or right. being a 30-year fixed loan officer, right? Um, sure. And, and I think there's, a, you know, a key difference, or even being a, you know, a loan officer who's been in the business for 10 years and has, their business has grown. So I think that that's, that's really critical. So, yeah, you could get hand out a flyer, do one and done, hey, let's try it, let's do it, or we could sit down and really iron out a good strategy. And, I, and, and you know, this is something that's just been on, on my mind, you know, for months and months is getting ourselves in a position where we can really be good, solid partners with people instead of pretending 
that we're partners and using the word partners but not actually doing the activities. So, um, right. okay, so let's talk about refinances. I'm curious to see what you do with refinances. I did a lot of refinances under Renos, ironically. Okay, yep. So Absolutely. tell me what, what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, today, uh, I got an appraisal back on a property that we're doing a Fannie Mae home style on. The person's putting an addition on, and uh, because of the addition, she's creating instant equity. Um, we, we, we had hoped that the value was going to come in at uh, 420000 uh, and the appraisal came in today, and it came in at 450000 So, you awesome. know, yes, yeah, I mean, is, is her interest rate going up from where it was before? Sure. Did, I just, did she just make a boatload of instant equity? Is it worth the trade-off? All day, every day. You know, it, 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 yeah. it's a huge trade-off. So, you know, I, I, you know, and that's a refi. So I, I think the whole idea that refis are dead yeah. is, yeah, refis are dead if, you know, if you're just going after lowering somebody's rate. But I'll go back to what I said yeah. earlier. If you're, if you're providing and creating value, then refis are not dead. And they're extremely not dead when you have people that are not being able that, that aren't able to move right now because prices keep going up. So now you have an opportunity. Those people that aren't selling their house because they don't, you know, they can't find something that's at a price point they want. Why not just build what you want? You know, build if you're already in the house that you like, you already like your development, you already like your your school district, you already like all of those things. Why not just stay where you're at? Why not stay where you're at and you know, add on that big uh, second floor, a second floor addition, or add that master bath off the, you know, and an additional, uh, you know, a suite off the back for the for the master side. So there's so many different ways that you can do things on the refi side. Um, I I, I kind of laugh when people talk about the fact that refis are dead. They're just dead in certain areas. They're not they're not dead everywhere. Um, so it's it's definitely a yeah. big part of our business and and one that I I'm I'm excited to see it can continue to grow. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to make a couple of points on that too. You know, I use uh, Mortgage Couch, you know, so I would be showing yep. them a total cost analysis on, you know, it, look, here are your other options. You know, you can stay where you're at and not be happy with your home and you have a great rate and there you go. Or you could get a home equity line and we know that's going up. You can get a second and we know those rates are up, right? Right. Yep. right? You can use your credit cards or sure. you can consider looking at a renovation loan, you know, because it's not like the credit crunch days where people were using their homes as ATM as ATMs. We're not talking about right. that. We're, we're creating value at the same time that we're taking equity. And yep. um, there's a big difference, you know, huge, huge Absolutely. difference. So I think that's, yeah, really, really important. So, okay. Thank you for sharing on that. So I have a couple of follow-up questions to that. What, what percentage of your renovation business is uh, conventional Fannie Mae, you know, Fannie and Freddie versus sure. FHA? Uh, it, it is definitely, um, it's definitely increased uh, on the Fannie side. Fannie uh, has made a, a lot of changes yeah. over the last year to, mm -hmm. to, to allow more. They have, a, they've done a real big push to make home style a bigger piece of the pie. Um, yeah, we're probably yeah. about, Seeing closer to about 60, 40 right now. Still, still more on the 203k side, um, but mm -hmm. less, um, but not as, but but not as much, right? It, it definitely shifted to Fannie Mae, and and it, it also really depends on where you're at, right? So um, yeah. we do a lot of business on on the West Coast, and in California, you know, you're just the K's just don't really work in a lot of situations. Um, plus, they've also value done a lot of cool huge. things out there. Yeah, values are are, are huge, so. Um, you know, it, it all really depends on where you're at, but m mainly we still see the Ks, but the percentages have definitely started to shift. Um, VA reno is definitely something new. It's, it's newer. Mm -hmm. uh, you have multiple companies mm -hmm. out there that are kind of offering different flavors of it. 
Um, there's some that'll, you know, only offer it out to 35,000. There's some that'll do it to 50,000. There's some that'll only do it as cosmetic. Some are now starting to offer it more. I think that's because it's so new. Um, they're, they're, they're feeling out VA to find out, you know, how willing they're going to be on extensions and, you know, how it's going to work if you go past the six months, which is different in on a 203K versus a home style. So it's all of that is kind of driving that market right this second. So I think we'll see that expand. Uh, more and more as the product opens itself up, um, but it's still really in its infancy stages on the VA side. So it's really not a huge part, but it's definitely a great, I mean, look, if you're looking for something to talk to your realtor partners about, it's a great thing to talk about. It's a great thing to open a door. Uh, you're just not going to see a whole lot of it right, right out of the gate right now. It's going to take some time to the product, so the product matures. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So what percentage, so this is the follow-up question to the conventional sure. and you tapped on it, which is good. So what percentage yep. of the rental loans are you doing that are, um, and I'm talking specifically about 203K, are streamlined uh, versus standard? Uh, the, the, I would say, uh, pro- I, I would probably use about the same percentage. I would say about 60, 40 um, on the full K versus the limited. You know, the, the limited K is great, but it's, you know, it is just that, right? It, it's a limited product. It doesn't, yeah. do, it doesn't give you a whole lot. And, you know, I, I tend to see more people, you know, the people really think because what happened, and, I, and I'm so glad they changed the name from Streamline to Limited because I think everybody heard Streamline. I know. And they were like, man, it's going to be. <laughs> oh, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I just want, yeah. uh, whenever people, when everybody hears that, they, they automatically think, man, this is going to be so quick and it's going to be Streamline and blah, blah. And streamlined. my thing is, I, yeah, exactly. And I just, I, I think that's, um, uh, that has not been the case. I think full K's, uh, ultimately, A, it gives you more protection because you have the, 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 the protection of a, of a HUD consultant if you have a good one in the area. Um, but yeah, the percentages, I would say, are about 60, 40 full K to, to, to limited, formerly streamlines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, d- yeah, just interested in, in, um, in that. Okay, so, sure. so I, uh, before we, because we, sure. we're, we're still on sort of the tactical piece of this um, on... Sure. Um, on this, I, I think one of the things that, that you know, if someone's listening in and they're say, saying, okay, this is really cool. I'm going to start niching in Reno because it sounds really cool to do. you got to get your act mm-hmm. together, guys. So, so <laughs> if you were going to be telling someone, okay, we're going to start from scratch, um, mm-hmm. what would be your strategy? Is it marketing? Is it underwriting first? Is it looking through files? Is it going out on inspections with um, people, you know, who are doing it? Is it all of yeah. that? But what, what would your, what would you, what, what's your best practice for someone who says, I, I kind of like this idea and I want to do this. What would be the best practice, I, I, you know, to get started? Yeah, I, I love, I love your, your, the, one of the things you just said right there. Um, one of the things I always tell loan officers as they were part of, you know, my uh, part of the group that I was, you know, uh, uh, showing them how to do reno, I would tell them all the time, call up your local HUD consultant. You know, find the local one in the area who's doing business. Talk to them. Ask them to go out for coffee. Um, pick their brain. Understand how it works from their perspective. Um, once you've done that and you have a comfort level with them, ask them, you know, do you mind if I come out on an inspection with you so I can see what it is you do? You know, the way I learned doing these is by getting my hands dirty and getting in there and learning them and going to jobs. I mean, I still do it today. I go out to projects. I record them on video. I, I, I go to drawl inspections. And, and I think that kind of stuff is, is the stuff that if you're a loan officer wanting to learn how to do this, the only way you're going to do it is to get in there and get your hands dirty. You've got to understand. Because if you, can't, if you don't know what really happens you know, when the loan's closed, then you're doing your client an injustice because they don't really understand it either. How do you explain to them what you don't understand yourself? So you, re- you really got to get in there and, and, and dig in and understand what exactly how they work and, 
and, and what the process is and, and what the steps are. And the best way to do that is, is to pick the brains of people that are doing them every day. So consultants can be good. Um, and there's obviously contractors out there who have the experience. You can, you can talk to them as well. I mean, the more people that are feeding them business, they, they want those people out there as well. So there are contractors that can help too. But yeah, really any, yeah. any kind of individual oh, who's got the, that background. Yeah, I think the worst thing that can happen is that you tout this and you market it and all of a sudden you get a contract. Well, first of all, you get the call from the realtor that says, I'm going to write this contract and I don't know how to write the contract. That's the first thing. <laughs> right. Yep. The second part is, um, now I don't know what's going to happen. I need to learn it. So learn it with your realtors. Bring your realtor partners in and have a little session where someone who is doing it in your company can explain it to them. You can all ask questions together. And then, of course, you'd have more time to be able to go and get, dig it a little deeper. But, you know, learn yep. alongside of your realtors. Let them know that you're in it with them, you know, to help them um, if that's what sure. you need to do. So, you know, Absolutely. that vulnerability is a really good thing. You know, don't pretend like you know everything and, you know, have your have your feathers up and all that stuff, you know. Um, that puts you, that always gets you, in bad, gets you in a bad position. So if you don't know, say, look, we're going to learn this together, but look at all the people I have around me. Um, you know, finding HUD consultants is tough. So find them now and yeah. get more than yeah. one. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and interview Make sure you them. have you know, more than one of them as well. Yeah, and interview them. Understand, you know, understand their background. You know, one of the guys I work with has, you know, been doing these uh, K's since, you know, back in the the early '90s. You know, and he's got he's got a good handle on it. I mean, there's it's like anything, right? It's like there's always there's the good ones, there's the bad ones, there's the there's the guys that you know, there's all kinds of different people. So you have to understand. It's just like working with a realtor or working with a loan officer. All of that is part of it. You yeah, have to anybody. exactly. You got to take your time. You got to interview them. You got to know who you're working with. And, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you that, too. That's a big part of it. What, one of the things that made me very successful in doing these and, and why I, I, I was able to grow my business was because I built a team around me, meaning I had a, good, I had a, 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 a bunch of good HUD consultants. I had a good, bunch of good contractors yeah. that I could rely on. Um, and I had uh, my own team. So those, those things, I was building those teams. I mean, that's when I would do realtor presentations for two, 300 realtors at a time. And we would do the presentation and we would give them CE credits. And when we did it, um, we would have a panel up on the back uh, behind our presenter. And the panel would be a lender representative that understood the program, you know, to the, all the way from start to finish, a HUD consultant with, with great background and a consult and a contractor who had a background in, in it. So they could answer questions to, to show the, the realtors that we had a team mentality to help them complete these type projects. So build your team. That's really the big thing. If you can build your team, you'll yeah. be successful. Well, and I want to add to that too, is also to build, uh, to also include a title company. This is not sure. the time yeah. for the realtor to select the title company because they really like that they bring them cookies or whatever. <laughs> this is the time that you take control of who the title mm. company is going to be so that you don't have any issues with, you know, bringing down title again as you get to the end of everything. You don't have issues with, um, you know, mechanics, liens, et cetera. Wouldn't you yep. agree? Uh, absolutely. Yep. No, it's a great one. Um, we, we, in all of our presentations, when we did them like that, we typically would have a title company and an attorney too, but you know, all of those, a real estate attorney, those are, those are great suggestions and I would recommend the same thing without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. All right. Perfect. Now let's, let me get to what you're doing now because sure. you are, um, you just released something really cool and we want to talk about yep. that, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I want to, yep. I want to make sure that people have access to <laughs> you know, be able to not reinvent the wheel and let's, you know, I'm all about accelerating people's success. How do we compress their time to success? 
Um, that's sure. what this whole podcast sure. is about. So how, how are you planning on helping everybody compress their time to success in 203K lending or Reno? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're creating um, value through our, um, through our new uh, uh, podcast uh, video vlog series called Renovate This. And um, we're, 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 we're basically bringing – it's a non-sales format. I'm not, I'm not talking about what company I work for. I'm not talking about anything like that. All we're doing is giving good information – and, tr- and the right information about renovation loans, how you can use them, um, how they can provide you value, how they can build a financial future. Um, and we're doing those. Um, they we're out on Facebook right now. We just started there, and it'll also be on renovatethis.com. Um, it's not there yet, but right now you can find us on Facebook at Renovate This. Um, and, you know, and those videos are, are meant to be able to help drive uh, home the message of what renovation loans are. You know, my belief is the more people that get into doing renovation loans, it, it, it creates an awareness about it, and then it creates people wanting to do it more because it's not about keeping it as a little secret for, for Jeff Onofrio and my company, and it's, that's not it. You know, I want more people to do it. You know, renovation loans account for less than 5% of the entire mortgage market. Imagine if we could get people to be more acceptance of that and, and, and start to really understand that renovation loans are, are there and have value and now you've got more people out there selling it, it brings up property values. It gets houses back to re- revitalize. You know, it does a lot of that. So Renovate This is meant to do that. And, um, you know, we were going to offer uh, for, you know, people who listen to your show, up to five people, uh, a one-minute pre-promo pre- video from our, our videographer. And if you guys are outside of there, he'll actually work with you to um, actually create the, uh, the video for you. If you guys create it, he'll actually edit it out for you and even put a little bit of renovation to it to help you guys um, get your businesses started. So uh, we're excited to do that because Renovate This is going to be awesome. something that's going to be really cool for, 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 your, for all your listeners to really um, to, to learn how renovation loans work. Okay, that's awesome. And just so everybody knows, because I know they're all going, well, how do I get it? How do I get it? We will make sure that we have a link to that somehow, awesome. some way in, in the notes. So you're going to have to go to the notes, and, you're gonna have to see, and you'll see the link you know, to be able to um, go and sign up for that you know, opportunity. And then awesome. – uh, you know, and, and then um, Jeff will just take it from there. So I'll just have the yep. link there for you. Um, awesome. Okay, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So um, so getting back to the marketing piece of this as we kind of tidy up our, our, our time today is get yourself sure. on these, these forums of, you know, Facebook and 203K and contractors and things like that and start answering some questions. And, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to get questions that you're going to have from your clients too, so you might as well learn through it. You know, learn, learn. Yep. Um, you know, as you're as you're uh, starting to build it up, it's you know while we're talking here, it's middle the middle of September, so you have plenty of time. You know, if business is slow, this is when you should be working on your personal growth and your professional growth, right? And educating yourself on anything that you need to move forward next year. I would also say, you know, start talking to contractors, try to find them, reach out to people. I would say, um, and I bet realtors know some. Um, and I would also Absolutely. say meet with your realtors and find out if this is something that might be of interest to them, if they feel, you know, that this would be something um, that they'd like to learn as well and start working on a presentation and finding your resources to be able to put some type of a class together so that you can bring them all in and, and show them what you all know, you know, as a team. So, um, okay, so as we as we t- um, leave everything here today, uh, Jeff, is there any um, – uh, yep. is there any speed bump that someone's going to – run into that you can help anticipate in advance? You know, as they start putting out this stuff, what's, what's a speed bump and how can they get over it? Um, well, the, the speed bump is always going to be getting the clients 
to move in a timely fashion. You know, everybody always says that these loans take a lot longer, and mainly the reason they take a lot longer is because the homeowners take a long time to select their contractors. So what I would recommend is, you know, yeah. if, 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 if your clients are, are considering doing a renovation loan, um, tell them to start interviewing uh, contractors up front. You know, they don't actually have to have a house selected uh, yet, but there's no reason they can't talk to a contractor and see if they like them or not. Um, if they like them, you know, they can always get a bid once the property goes under, under contract. But at this point, you know, at least find the guys you might want to work with as a homeowner. The, sooner, the quicker you start, you know, making those selections on the people that are going to be doing the work, the quicker you can get bids, which means the quicker we can get this thing to closing. So the, the, the sooner that the, the homeowner starts doing that, that'll, that'll speed things up and that'll help you from running into issues where you're, you know, your realtor's calling you frantically saying, you know, hey, um, what's taking so long with this deal? You know, it, it, it sounds like you're dragging your feet. It's not, uh, but you want to tell them like, hey, it's not us. Our homeowner hasn't selected their contractor. So by uh, uh, trying to do that up front, it'll do a lot to, to help speed up that process. So, and, and there's nothing that's going to hurt them. I mean, a contractor may not be interested in talking to them if he doesn't have a property, but it doesn't mean he can't do, they can't do a small introduction and, and, and see if there's a, a level of uh, desire to work together. You know, it, it doesn't ever hurt anything to at least yeah. try that. So that can, that can alleviate a lot yeah, of I th- I by, think, by doing that. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, you know, you could also see, you encourage the client to also take a look at um, other projects that they've worked on as sure. a HUD, you know, as a contractor, if they, if they have yep. done that, you know, under, under those terms. So yeah, that would be absolutely great. So that's great wonderful. idea. Okay. Yep. I'm going to ask a big, I'm going to ask a big favor too, perhaps, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Um, and that is, well, I guess the answer is going to be, you know, getting help. Do you have a checklist that would help a loan officer maneuver through a loan process that you hmm, perhaps developed that you'd be willing to share with people to say, okay, I just got the contract. Now what? What happens next? Yeah, to, so I, that I, they I actually, can be more yep. proactive in guiding a client. Um, I have okay. a, te- I actually so have a test. Yeah, a 10-step guide that we put together. It's not exactly a checklist. It's kind of like a, an order of what should happen and also with timeframes, um, you know, in order to get to a timely closing. So I can, um, I can definitely put that together for you. Um, it's, uh, I got to just uh, change some things around uh, since my, my change to the new company. Right. But, uh, but yes, yeah. I, I, do, I, I do have a, 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 something that I can give you guys for sure. And, and on that same note, uh, Jennifer, you know, as I said to you guys earlier, I, I truly, really mean this. Like, I, all I want to do is see this program done right. So even though we may not work together, even though, you know, you may be working for a competitor, I don't care. Feel free. You can give them my cell phone number. Text me with your questions. You know, email me. Call me. I don't care. I would be happy to help you through. I would rather see um, somebody do a project correctly and get the loan done right than to have the product's name uh, drug through the mud because somebody tried to, to muck their way through it. So feel free to right. hit me up. I have oh, no so problem nice helping. Yeah, I'm definitely here to help. I'm all about that's, helping that's people. Wonderful. So no problem doing it. So Jeff, what's the best way for everyone to get a hold of you if they wanted to do that? I so appreciate that you've offered that. Absolutely. Um, best way to reach me is you can call me on my cell phone or text me. Uh, that phone number is 609-217-9409. Again, 609-217-9409. Um, or you can also email me at any, at any time um, or hit me up on social media. But my, uh, my email address is jeff, J-E-F-F, dot, onofrio, 
O-N-O-F-R-I-O, at mortgagepossible.com. That's awesome, Mortgage Possible. Or they can go to renovatethis.com. And you also yep. have a Facebook page, Renovate This, correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yep. So you guys Get can all connect there, and that's where that forum could start. And, you know, Absolutely. knock yourselves out. I just, you know, again, <laughs> I, I, I know, that's me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, don't knock yourselves out. Come on, get some business. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But the key, uh, the key thing is, you know, again, I, you know, I've been talking about niching to grow rich. You know, I had a niche when I was, you know, originating and several niches, but um, not a whole bunch of them, you know, and it was, a, it was a way for me to get more business. And I'm trying to get people to understand that we, we are such a commodity when we try to do everything. We're already a commodity just to do, but we yep. acerbate it by just trying to be everything to everybody and you know if we can find something that we just fall in love with and that we can grab onto um, I promise it will make a difference in your business it doesn't matter if it's rentals it doesn't matter if it's VA loans it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter as yep. long as you're focusing on one thing to move your business forward so Jeff what would you like to leave us with Do you have a favorite quote I know you love um, Gary Bain, Bain, Vaynerchuk um, but do you have a favorite quote or something you want to share with everybody as um, we finish this up and, and they uh, listen in on, they finish listening yeah. up on, in your conversation with me? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Gary, um, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, has so many good quotes, um, but I think the biggest thing that I ever take from him is it's all about the hustle, you know? And, and just like I said earlier in the thing today, you know, one of his lines that I love, it, it's not about, it's not about the short game. It's the long, it's a long game. So, mm -hmm. you know, Build your business, build it through something like this, and it'll build you for the long game. It's what's helped me over the last 10 years to build my business, and it allows me to build out for the long game. And I think that's what, if, if Gary were sitting here, he would tell you the same thing, like, that's the way to do it. And always provide value. That's what it's yeah. all about. If you can do those things, you will be successful. And as I said, I'd be willing to be happy to help along the way. Awesome. And wonderful. Well, thank you again so much, Jeff, for taking time. Um, and by the way, if you listened in and the quality was kind of here and there, uh, we were taping this during um, Hurricane Florence. So we had, to, <laughs> we had some technical issues. But, but I know the gist of it got out. Um, so, you know, bear with us on that. Um, again, everybody who's listening, you know, if you're new and this is the first time you're listening, I hope you found great value in this and that you'll go back and listen to the last, you know, almost three years of podcasts now that we've been been doing. And, you know, if you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. I sure appreciate it. Um, I got a beautiful email today from somebody just saying, I just want you to know you're making an impact. And, you know, it's just so humbling to hear because there's nothing I'm trying to gain from this other than you know, hey, this is what I'm trying to do is share um, with our community to get better and to help your business grow and for you to pay it forward to people that you, um, you know, have relationships with, not just other loan officers and, and realtors, but anybody who you think can help, you know, in sales. So thank you again for listening and I will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.